You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Everyday Attraction. This is your feel-good sister, Ray. And this is Heather. And we're so happy to have you here on our wonderful podcast, radio show, whatever we call this wonderful thing. This is Everyday Attraction, where we talk about the law of attraction. We talk about leading edge teachers like Abraham from Esther Hicks and lots of delicious ways that we can wake up and lean into these wonderfully sophisticated yet simple, simple laws that are here for us to live a life of more joy, of more laughter, of more ease. Can we give a hoop hoop for ease? (laughs) And (laughs) And some step four living. (laughs) And some step four living. We'd love to talk about flow. We'd love to to really anchor um, in this time together how incredibly blessed we are to know what we know. But when we know what we know and then we take it out into the world and we use it every day... Wow, life is good. So we welcome you this hour. We want to talk tonight, today, in this moment, about what it feels like to really know where your stuff is. (laughs) To really know that what you've asked for is already here, already alive, already detailed, already in a very sophisticated yet unseen and unheard version of itself. And this is what Abraham talks about all the time. They give it that fun name called the vortex. I think unity talks about it constantly. It is that uh, vibrational energy world where everything comes. It is the easy bake oven. It is where things, you know, coagulate before they come into the physical you know, we'd really like to on the show today make that vortex, that place, that that knowing where Source has already delivered a bit more tangible. You know, Heather, to make it a bit more real because we feel it, we don't just think it. And that truly is the key here, that we feel what this stuff is that we want, whether it be an experience or a physical object or a relationship or a business or whatever it is that we're wanting, whatever it is that our heart of our heart is calling upon, we have to know that it starts, that it is already fully uh, functioning and it has only started with our asking, but it's already fully functioning in this vortex. How do you 
Heather, talk to your clients when you start to explain this vortex idea, this place where everything that we've asked for is already complete. <laughs> yeah, go for that, will you? <laughs> talk about how, how everything's sitting there and you just have to line up with it. And then it, it's so funny when you first start to learn that. And I remember that feeling of kind of being happy that I knew that it was true, but then unhappy. It's like, well, wait a minute, sitting there and I haven't figured out how to unlock it yet. That's even more annoying. <laughs> exactly. It's like, get out of the vortex and into my bank account, as Abraham has been saying. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just interesting to try to to explain that in a way that um, that the universe really can sense everything that you're wanting from just who you be and you don't have to ask for it out loud it just knows and it also knows from what you don't want and so I I also kind of invite that appreciation for all the things that we got clear about what we don't want <laughs> from the resistance and the pushing and that all of that creates what we want and what we don't want into this vibrational place and I kind of draw it out as a picture like a funnel where everything comes down into this, like if you think about, um, what was that movie, Twister, when the cow is flying around? Yeah, and, yeah, or something like that. I remember that one. Yeah, I just got so that visual, a, yes. It's a weather situation, and there's like objects flying around in the, in, in the tornado, in the Twister. And so it's like all this stuff's flying around in the Twister, and it just kind of pulls it into the middle. And then I, I think of it like we're kind of, running around underneath it, trying to figure out where it's going to land. Like if we could line up with it where it could just fall into our lap. Yes. And it's moving and we're moving and it's moving and we're moving. And so it's just that finding it, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Letting the letting it find us rather than we find it. And I, I think that that's mm -hmm. such an important discernment that I want to slow that down because I think that Law of Attraction 101, and we're now now 301 or 401, is that, you know, we had to go make things happen. We had to do our affirmations. We had to do our alignment lists. We had to do all this stuff in order for us to sort of chase or go after that, which we've asked for. It was already created, but we had to do all this work. And, and I'm finding the refinement of this, um, of the current teachings, especially what Esther and Abraham are pulling through now, is that really it's more about a realization process of what is already here rather than a creating at all. Um, and it really is not a chasing or having to manipulate, but having to understand. It is that power of divine understanding that allows us to manifest while we are still. And we talked about this last week on the show when we were talking about effortlessness. You know, again, it's that, you know, don't toil, don't run around. You don't even have to have goals. May I just, just go ahead and say blasphemous things in this culture? Because, because the goals find you when you create the atmosphere of who you really are. When you have that authentic knowing and you, and here's the word that I, I really want to um, talk about is trust. Mm -hmm. You know, and I heard Abraham say just this last week in one of the most recent workshops, and again, if you're if you're new to the show, we talk about Abraham-Hicks.com, the works of Abraham, if you haven't discovered them, oh boy, um, but I'm sure probably if you stumbled on us, you're probably very familiar with them, but I, you know, I think I've heard everything, and then they continually blow my mind, and they said, you know, trust is the feeling, is the energy, trust is the same thing as alignment. And that was a really 
a breakthrough moment for me because I know what trust feels like. You know, sometimes when people say, well, you know, what does alignment feel like? I get kind of like, well, it's joyful and happy and excited and anticipate. It kind of gets, but trust to me is an emotion that feels grounded. You know, it's not in my head. It's not an intellectual exercise. I feel trust in my lower chakras as we were talking about before the show. Um, You know, I feel trust as uh, an anchoring and knowing that that trust is alignment and that when I'm in alignment, uh, it is not about running around or making things happen or doing magic potions or jumping three times and doing four affirmations and then drinking essential oils. It is is really just uh, staying with that trust. And, and really understanding that it is a realization, it is an opening up, it is a, a widening of the, uh, you know, the metaphorical eyes that say, oh, there you are. Oh, there you are. Yeah. Um, the, you know. There was one um, that they did, they were, a guy was talking about how it's kind of like your digestive system. It just happens without you knowing about it. And it's like you're trusting your body to, to function as it does and you don't second guess it and be like, are you producing enough um, acid to digest that food? <laughs> are you, you know, you were not micromanaging like, are you still pumping heart? You know, so I think we're trust. Not, we're not getting, <laughs> we're not getting like a life coach for our digestive track. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but you're right. It is that sort of natural receiving. Um, it, but it is it is something we've gotten so far from it in our fierce intellectualization of this process. Mm. It's the thinking. It's the over. I call it the overthinking that we do. That we're overdeveloped as thinkers and we're unde- underdeveloped as feelers. And so we don't think our bodies into action, but we can feel our bodies if we listen. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and, listen. and one thing that the Abrahams have been talking about so much lately is the fact that the first manifestation that happens to you in this creative process is the emotion that you feel. That emotion is in itself a physical manifestation because it's happening in your body right? It is happening in the physical. It is something that is a chemicalization. It is part of your experience. You feel it in your gut. You feel it in your heart. It is a physical experience. Emotion is a physical experience. So they really want us to embrace the fact that we're all trying to manifest. We're out there power manifesting. You know, you can't throw a stick without hitting five empowerment books about (laughs) manifesting, you know, but this whole idea that that emotions themselves and when we decide that we're going to feel something when we step into an emotional state by choice, not by circumstance, that we decide we're going to feel something, that that is actually a manifestation. That's what they call instant manifestation, which is my favorite way to create. Because ultimately, and we've talked about this over and over on the show, but I don't think we can say this enough. The only reason you want that experience, relationship, money, et cetera, fill in the blank is because you want this emotional experience, but you have the power in this moment to have that for yourself. Now, that doesn't mean we get to talk out of the physical because we love the physical. We love Disneyland, don't we? Yes, we do. We love it. We still get to go to Disneyland, but even when you can't go to Disneyland, you can still feel Disneyland and that is a manifestation. 
And I think that I'm just kind of having this aha moment right now about what feeling is and feeling is the collaboration between the physical and the non-physical. Yay. And so when we think, we're thinking from our mind, which is to me, my mind to me feels physical. And when we think, um, we're being like in our head with part of our body. But when we feel, we're bringing the non-physical aspect into the physical and we're feeling the vibration. So the, the emotion is the vibration and to me vibration is the feeling of non-physical in our body and that's where what the vibration is what's so interesting about what you're saying is that is that feeling experience is what we have when we're reacting to a circumstance Mm -hmm. right so we're we're almost um you know kind of going at this backwards where we're, we're re-engineering it where we're kind of, um, uh, it's sort of an, uh, I want to say, a, um, I'm looking for the word, a deconstruction of this process mm-hmm. right. is that instead of waiting for the physical experience in order to have the emotional feeling, which is the ultimate, we're going to choose the emotion. We're going to choose the feeling experience and allow the physical then to just celebrate to be an aha, to be the laughter after a joke, to be the end of the experience, not the beginning of it, right? So we start to see that manifestation is the emotion, is the beginning of of what it is that we want, and it's also the end of what we want. And that we have the ability, if we are able to quiet our mind, if we're able to direct our thoughts, and all these practices that we talk about incessantly, is to that very... Uh, end point that we can say, I am now going to choose happiness. I am now going to choose excitement. I am now going to choose contentment unconditionally, unconditionally. And then, quite frankly, we have the world by a string. Because then we're living in a place where we are now choosing the environment and the atmosphere to which, you know, the physical universe just has a party, knocks itself out. Look at this great thing. Ooh, fun, 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 fun. You know, more, more, more. Um, and I think that is really understanding the power of our emotions and the power of our ability to call that a physical manifestation. I think you nailed it. So exciting. It, it is that crossroads between the physical and the non-physical where we meet and, and have that celebration. But we need to honor that and really ex- celebrate it. Ex- this is a manifestation. I have created happiness in this moment. I have created a feeling of contentment in this moment. I have created a feeling of love in this moment. Oh. And it doesn't matter what's happening in that moment. It doesn't matter if a tree just fell on top of you or you just won the lottery. You can choose what you're going to feel in every moment. Like it even <laughs> doesn't uh, the surroundings are not relevant. Exactly. And that is the ultimate in our step four living exercise. That's the ultimate living experience because then you're not being um, bruised and battered and bounced around by circumstances. And of course, there's going to be that. But it is our choice then uh, in the moment. Uh, to to be overtaken and react 
But we always know we can go back to that place of standing independent from circumstance and really just calling on that divine emotion and that divine alignment. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll listen to a little bit of an Abraham Works Up that just recently happened in Chicago, 2014, fresh off the press, um, where this very idea and state of knowing that our stuff is in this beautiful place, but it's the feeling of the stuff first that we want to have. Um, and that is really the ultimate that we'll get to after the break. So stay tuned. You're listening to Everyday Attraction, where every day you have an opportunity to say yes to who you really are with your feel-good sisters, Ray and Heather. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Don't think about it. Let it Let it... Are you in a state of change? A period of transition? Perhaps you simply don't know which way to turn, or you want guidance on taking that next step in your personal or professional life. You can activate the power of yes with Reverend Beverly Melander. As a new thought minister and next step counselor, she knows how to listen to where you are and help you get to where you want to be. With 20 plus years of experience, she offers spiritual counseling and affirmative prayer next step counseling for your personal or professional life, as well as resume writing and editing. To learn more about Beverly's counseling services, visit beverlymelander.net. That's Beverly, M O L A N D E R.net. Now return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back from the break. You're listening to Everyday Attraction, as you just heard, with your feel-good sisters, Ray and Heather. And please pop over to our website when you have a chance, Everyday Attraction. Um, that is uh, .com, and you can find out more about us. You can find out more about some wonderful offers that we have for you to engage um, some things that, that Heather does, which is so wonderful, the ability to have a one-on-one session with her. Uh, she is a channel and a wonderful teacher, and she has um, graciously gifted this show, her talents, and uh, there's an opportunity for you to um, engage with her, some great deals that she's given people to have a one-on-one coaching session. So I encourage you to pop over everydayattraction.com, which you'll then be redirected to Heather's site, which is Reset yourmindset.net. And also sign up for our newsletter. We're, we're getting into doing more and more stuff. And we certainly love having your emails so that we can just give you ideas of what we're happy about what we're doing. Um, some more events coming up uh, in this next year and all kinds of fun stuff that we're creating. And of course, we love to hear from you. So feel free to email us. Uh, you can email us at everydayattraction at gmail.com. And you can also email us everydayattraction at unityonlineradio.com anywhere you want to send that. We'll be so happy to receive your words. So the topic of today was really understanding um, the power of our ability to feel what is in the non-physical as a physical experience. And that is truly when we get to co-create, but more so 
uh, feel in the process of who we are. And Heather just reminded me, and I, I apologize, that we want to listen to a recent track from Denver, Denver, Colorado, because I want you to be able to go over to the Abraham Hicks website, abraham-hicks.com, and buy this entire workshop, which is so good. So it's Denver, uh, August 2014, an amazing workshop. We're going to listen to a small little, little bit here um, just to sort of whet our appetite as to all the wonderful things and teachings that they're doing in, uh, in culmination with what we're trying to focus on this hour and how it is already here for us. So let's listen to a little bit of the track and we'll dive deeper as we hear from more, uh, one more from these wonderful teachers. Here we go. The last eight years of my life have been the happiest eight years. It's moving on, it's moving forward, and a lot of that has to do with practicing your teachings and learning how to mold my thoughts and my energy in a better feeling direction. So, I feel, this is a recent feeling, but it's very genuine, not only intellectual, not only with my heart, but with my body, with my viscera. I know where my stuff is. To the question, where's my stuff? I know where it is. I feel its reality. I feel its reality. And I feel it with my whole being. So, because intellectually it's easy to understand. There's an escrow, there's a vortex, there's an energetic place where everything is held until it ripens into manifestation. But I'm feeling it like never before. So what now? (laughs) What you're getting at is the reason that we've been talking in the way we have about your point of attraction. Because if you've been listening, and you certainly have, we've been talking about how the contrast that you sift through causes you to emit a vibration of what you do want, which is collected in this vibrational reality. That's the vortex that we've talked about. We wrote a whole book about it. It was such a good way to look at it. And you were very patient in your willingness to accept that there are things you can't see that are real. That there is a reality that hasn't been realized by you yet. But then we began hearing from more of you through your thoughts and through your words and through your shouting at us in the night sky. (laughs) Abraham. (laughs) Abraham, I get it that... All the money I want is in the vortex, but I want it to come out of the vortex and into the bank. (laughs) The book that Esther is nearly finished with, our book, we are writing it, Esther is receiving it, called Turning Thoughts to Things, because it's exactly what you're talking about. Enough already of this vibrational stuff. How do, when does, why doesn't, what's in the vortex begin manifesting? And we say, that's where your understanding of your point of attraction becomes essential. Because you don't even have to know what you're doing to feel your vortex full of wonderful things. Life just causes you to put them there. And a lot of them were there before you were even born into this body. So how do you put yourself in the place where you begin to realize what's in your vortex? Well, first you've got to understand that this is a vibrational reality, that it is not the see it, hear it, smell it, taste it, touch it place that you think it is. This tangible reality is a perceptual reality, and you are vibrationally perceiving. 
Well, the only way that you're ever going to really be able to get your thoughts around vibrational perception is by feeling it into place, feeling it into place, not demanding it into place, not efforting it into place, but by emotionalizing it into place, by feeling it into place, by caring so much about the way you feel, about how you're feeling in this moment, that you are reaching for thoughts on a subject that you can stand. Now, that's where caring about feeling good comes in. That's where meditation serves you. Because if you sit in that aligned state of no resistance so that you become accustomed to feeling alignment, then anything that you're thinking or saying or focused upon that's out of alignment, you're going to feel it in the early subtle stages when it's possible to step out in front of it and stop the momentum of it. But if you're not sensitive to your emotions, then things get too much headway and your beliefs stand firm within you. Beliefs that you don't want, hindering beliefs, don't dissipate because you're not sensitive enough or willing to respond to your sensitivity enough to change the thought in the early stages. You see, we've been talking about deliberate creation to a lot of you for a long time. And we really want you to hear that Doing it the easy way means doing it before the momentum gets going. All right. There's so much richness now. We're going to stop for a second and talk about it because, oh, I love this track. Thank you so much, Heather, for recommending it. It's just delicious. So I really, you know, I, I thought was very ex- exquisite about that last piece is is understanding and leaning in a little bit closer to this concept of a, a vibrational reality that it is a complete whole reality. I, I think sometimes we've we've gotten to this false premise that unless it's physical, unless we can see it, hear it, taste it, touch it, it's not complete. Mm-hmm. And that's a fallacy in this concept. I mean, it, it really is complete in a perceptual vibrational state. And yes. I think that's tough for us to get our minds around. I think so because we can't see it. Yeah. It's like, you know, doubting Thomas, we got to see it. Otherwise, we can't believe it. But there's but obviously, we, you know, we don't see the seed, the energy that grows the seeds, and we believe it. You know, we have so much parts of it, we see like, don't I know this happens for me, and it probably happens for you and our listeners is that you get these inklings, and you get these feelings like little glimpses of things that you see in your mind. And it feels like it's really happening in your emotion, but you really don't. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think it's about fine-tuning. Yes, absolutely. But but I think that one step into this, one way for us to help ourselves have more of an experience of this perceptual energetic reality is to understand its wholeness and its completeness. It's not missing anything. Mm-hmm. It's actually not waiting for physical manifestation to be completed. Um, that's just another way it can express itself. But it is already whole and complete as an experience, as a thought, um, as a manifestation. Otherwise, it wouldn't be able to express in the physical. Uh, I, I think that that's really fun to think about, that that everything that we've asked for through all the contrasts that we've lived, it, you know, it is queued up in a complete way for us to experience it. And we need to trust that how we journey with it 
is where the fun is, is where the intrigue is, it, where the surprises can happen, where the delights can happen. That to have it all figured out is really not what we came for, but we did not want to go around like blind and stumbling and be unsure. Um, it, it is kind of, it is play, being in that place of trust without having to know exactly how it's going to unfold. Again, my favorite F word, the faith word comes in, you mm. know, but, but having, um, that, that trust and knowing that's alignment. And, and then I loved what they said right there. And I, and I really want to slow it down here so that we get it is that emotionalizing it is bringing it into the physical. It is the first step of bringing it into the physical. Um, and that we can do that any day, anywhere, anyhow, and no one can stop you from doing that. You have complete freedom to do that. And, and the way that you're able to hear and feel and be part of that process is in that place of caring about how you feel and mm -hmm doing the work of taking care of yourself and the meditation and the ease and flow and releasing things. Because I love what they said in that last point, that if you're in that place of peace and knowing and trusting and aligning and, and always pivoting toward, you know, that, that positive emotion, when something creeps in that is not that, you get it right away. You, you yeah. feel it and you can stop it. Um, because otherwise the momentum of our, our thoughts takes over the, the momentum of the things that we've picked up earlier on and maybe our, our formative years or in our experiences, that belief system. Um, it's interesting how those beliefs can stay dormant, can, mm. you know, and then they, they rear up. Yeah. I don't even know if they stay, if they're dormant or they're just, you're not paying attention to them, but they're still there active, you know, like you could, you could stick them with a stick, you could get you could wake them mm -hmm. up, you know, they're like that starfish that kind of blends into the rock until you poke it. And you're like, Oh, yeah, let's play that game. And let's play that scarcity momentum, or let's play that um, victimization momentum, or let's play that, you know, name it. Um, but, yeah. I, but I think what's what's so interesting is like, we don't have to get rid of those. I mean, we're never going to rid them because that what you focus on you create more of but it is that neglect that allows that momentum to sort of you know like i say become part of the to rock disagree, disintegrate yeah and it's not an active player um but it's in that alignment that if we start to get poked by some of this stuff we can catch it in its early stages and it's early early stages where we go oh no i'm not going there i know where that leads there's no I had an interesting conversation with um, my my daughter who's in her first year of high school has a friend who she's been friends with since fourth grade and he has recently gotten in trouble for doing some stuff that his parents weren't happy about and um, he came over to our house yesterday and we had a sit down conversation I said I, I sat down with him and I said, let me just, I just want to tell you what's up for me. And I said, I think you are just one of the best kids I've ever met in my life. And I know what you just got in trouble for. And I wanted to talk to you about that. And I wanted to ask you some questions. And he sat there and listened and asked, answered me. And he said, he was talking to me about his mom, who I know very well. 
And he's like, you know, what's interesting about my mom is she always is complaining about these things that aren't working in her life. And here's this boy. He's like, and I look around and she says, and and I look at the car she drives and it's so nice in the house we live in and it's gorgeous. And she's just always complaining and complaining. And she, he says, I don't know why she doesn't appreciate all these things she has. And he was just going on and on about how much he appreciates things and everything and I was trying to um, actually tell him that he probably appreciates things more because she doesn't appreciate them. <laughs> but it was really interesting how we take this kind of stuff that we're talking about here and apply it and especially apply it with kids or teens in a way where they he was actually teaching me this stuff. He's never heard our radio show or an Abraham audio or any of this, but it's intuitively natural for him. And it's counterintuitive for him to watch his mom. He's like, why does she have these strong patterns of not being happy and wanting mm. something different? And I couldn't answer the question, but I had a le lovely conversation with him and I had a lovely conversation with her. And I said to her, basically he wants you to be happy and he's really saying that he notices how you're not happy and she looked at me sideways and was like what, what are you talking <laughs> about and it just made me realize that some of us when we're so used to seeing things a certain way and having the emotion that goes with it it's if we're used to the emotion of what uh discontentment or or even what overwhelm or something overwhelm is a, a is an emotion a lot of people know well and it's a and pattern yeah. it's a pattern and you live in it and it's like every day you're just like hello overwhelm i'm so used to you you're here with me every day it's like you're my loyal friend thank you very much you know <laughs> we've normalized it yeah and then we have these fresh young beings who are not going to be in the boxes that we might have put ourselves into and then they get into quote unquote trouble, but they're being able to see, um, you know, some of this momentum and belief systems that are, that are actually robbing us of, of our joy. And I think it's, it's, they're here. They're definitely here to teach us. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about this wonderful physical reality and non-physical reality that is completely holding you uh, in its place and, and waiting for you just to dance its way into the physical for the fun of it, not because there's anything that you need to do, but just for the fun of it. We'll be back after the break. Stay tuned. Just like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'll light a candle in your name. Pop 
Pop culture is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as modern popular culture transmitted via mass media and aimed particularly at younger people. But can it be meaningful? Spiritual even? The hosts of Pop Conscious think it can be, and that it can be fun to explore, too. Melena Dawn and Stacey Macris Ross will be your amateur cultural anthropologists, examining pop culture and spirituality every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on Pop Conscious on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. To learn more, become a fan of our Facebook page. Search for Everyday Attraction or email us at everydayattraction at unity.fm. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back from the break. So we're continuing our conversation about this non-physical reality where everything we want is full and complete and whole and waiting to have its way with us. And really what we have to do is relax more, chill more, have more fun, <laughs> be emotionally feeling the experience before it actually manifests and then giggling our way all the way to watching it manifest in maybe a way that we completely didn't expect, that we didn't necessarily ask for. And, and of course, the universe loves to knock itself out in that way. But you know, before the break, we were talking about that experience of, you know, when we choose alignment, and that is trusting when we choose to feel better, no matter what, when we choose to find, you know, relief thoughts, one way to feel a little bit better about the circumstance, we actually are more at peace and can see these old patterns and these old triggers and belief systems that pop up every once in a while. Um, and we can calm them before they get going, before they are having the proverbial car, you know, going 50 miles an hour down the steep hill and we're wondering why we can't stop it. So, but I, I think too, to your point, Heather, before the break, that our kids, our children, even our teenagers are constantly having signposts for us about patterns and momentum and things that are robbing us of our joy. And we really, it could, it just so behooves us to pay attention uh, to what they're trying to tell us, even when what they're telling us is through contrast and through quote unquote getting into trouble or saying things they shouldn't say. And, um, you know, I think so much of, uh, of what we're learning now is that uh, we are more the student than we are the teacher in that relationship. That's for sure. Before we, uh, before we get into anything more, I wanted to finish a little bit of this track that we're listening to from Denver, August 2014 from Abraham. And again, we encourage you to go to their website at abraham-hicks.com and purchase some of the material that they have here. Purchase this entire workshop or um, or get on a cruise. Uh, it's such an amazing experience, all the things that they offer this wonderful community. So let's listen to the rest of this particular track where he knows where his stuff is. So one day, not too long ago, someone sitting in the hot seat said, Abraham, how can I get rid of doubt? And we said something that annoyed nearly 100% of the people in the audience, both around the world through the live stream, hello around the world, and here in the room. We said, the best way to get rid of doubt is before you get it. Totally annoying. Totally annoying because 
I've got beliefs. How do I get rid of beliefs? How do I get rid of these hindering beliefs? You don't get rid of them. You just activate more beliefs that aren't hindering until the beliefs that don't hinder overtake the beliefs that do hinder in the airtime that you're giving. It's like Esther in her cars. She has XM radio in whatever she's driving. And she knows the stations that she likes. And she knows the music that she likes. And she just keeps punching those preset buttons. If a station's playing something that doesn't feel as good as she feels, she looks till she finds one that does or she turns it off. No more love gone bad. Hmm. No more why did you leave me? (laughs) So it's a matter of understanding your point of attraction, caring about how you feel, and then just catching the momentum early. Here's another piece, and you're really going to like this, because you're right up to speed with all of this. You're fine-tuning this. You're right on the brink of these manifestations beginning to flood in. So here's some things that will help you to realize that. Realize, meaning manifest. Sometimes we project a thought, and Esther begins to find a word that says, it will be revealed to you. But that's not quite the way we want you to hear it because it's always being revealed to you but you've got to be in the vicinity to realize it so it's the turning of your dial the revelations are happening we know where you stand in relationship with everything you want and we know the path of least resistance to get you from where you are to everything you want and we're talking about the manifestation so we're constantly revealing the path but you got to do something so that you realize the path. And what it is, is you have to be willing to care about how you feel and not step where it doesn't feel good. So there are some new things that we've been talking about recently that have really helped Esther, really helped a lot of people who are focusing with them. So just follow this train of thought just a little bit. You're right there. Law of attraction and momentum, same subject. Yeah? Trajectory, really good word. Trajectory meaning the thoughts that I have been thinking have carved out a vibrational path on both wanted and unwanted, yes? Beliefs matter. You were source energy before you were born into this body and still are. So there is a source energy trajectory that is the path that everybody's talking about all the time. Want to find my path, want to find my path. We want you to too. The trajectory, the source energy. But it's not just what source wants in some disconnected fashion from some not really paying attention to who you are. It's this trajectory of all that you've become and all that you've added to it. What you thought about yesterday that you added to that trajectory matters too. So there is a trajectory, there is a path that the source within you is so powerfully focused upon that when you get in the vicinity of alignment... You feel it, you know it, and nothing can keep you from it. <sighs> can we just take a big sigh? <laughs> you feel it, you know it, nothing can keep you from it. Nothing. And I love that Source Energy has the trajectory for us, and they know all the paths that lead exactly to that joyous expression so that we can relax and not having to know how, how, what, where, when, who, that it is just being able to align with source. And we can do that through our emotions. We can do that through the way that we feel and choose to feel. And then the trajectory will take us to the wanted. Now there's also a trajectory of unwanted. Mm -hmm which is full of those belief systems we were talking about earlier, right? And it really is so clearly about 
deciding what you're activating. Right. And they said that earlier, like, how do you get rid of doubt? And the way that and and being a hypnotherapist, they taught us the exact same thing in hypnotherapy school, which is you don't get rid of subconscious programming. You just um, put positive associations in and act and allow those to grow bigger until they're the active energy. So because we live in a, because Abraham says we live in a world of inclusion. So there's no way to exclude anything. It's just that we create our attention and focus on something that is bigger and more in our face that we want to focus on. I love that. And they said too, in that, in that bit there, that manifestation is really realization not anything else. It's not creating anything as we've talked about over and over. It's a realization, but it's not even like we have to wait for it to be uh, realized because the revealing, it's always being revealed. We just have to be in the vicinity to realize it. I love that. I'm going to say that again. It's always this divine trajectory of everything that we want is always, always being revealed. There is no holding back. Source is not saying, yeah, maybe we'll wait for your birthday and then give it to you, right? It's always being revealed. We just have to be in the vicinity, the vibrational vicinity of being able to realize it. Ah, I love that. And they know, they know, um, you know, how it is that, that this will be able to softly land in our laps through this, what looks like a typhoon of energy and data and people and places and things. Um, but, you know, we just have to be willing, and I love this, to not step where it doesn't feel good and take our momentum seriously, you know, really take it seriously that this is my, um, this is my art form. This is the way that I express myself in the universe is that I am choosing to be in alignment with that divine trajectory so that I can be in the vicinity of all that I want. <laughs> it just seems so simple when you put it together. Like it does. That. It seems so simple. And it kind of always reminds me of when we want to go on a trip. And we're like, okay, um, I'm going to go on a trip. I'm going to go to Denver. I'm going to buy a plane ticket. I'm going to stay at this hotel. I'm going to rent this car. I'm going to go on these excursions. And you just pick up the phone and call the hotel. You pick up and call the car rental or go online and book it. And it's the same thing in a way. We just want to just say, oh, I'm going to do this, this, this. And it's that simple. (laughs) Yeah. And then we just put the phone down and trust that when we get there, the reservation will be revealed. Because we've already done the work, we've already done that alignment. Um, you know, we've we've decided, we've really decided that it's a decision. Yeah, over and over again, maybe a thousand times a day. You know, uh, that's why I think what's so interesting is that in our culture, which oftentimes seems to be teaching us the opposite of what these teachers are teaching us, <laughs> is that you know the culture says you know, when something goes wrong, lean into it get more information, get more details, you know, talk about it more, build more around the belief system. And and the whole time, we're just making that reality uh, more fully realized in the physical space. So I think there is just that moment of, of understanding of the power of what we are deciding to activate. And to do that discernment of pulling our attention away from that which does not feel good. Because sometimes that feels, I know for myself, it feels like, well, I'm not being responsible to it. You know, I'm not being um, 
a, a, a denial, right? We go into that whole yeah. craziness. Well, but, and then, oh, sorry. No, go. People, people um, kind of in the metaphysical community say, sometimes it's like a faux pas, you know, oh, Abraham always wants you to be happy and they, they don't ever look at the shadow side. They don't look at what you need to see about yourself that you're not liking and don't want. And I think it's really important that people understand that we're not here to say that we want you to be someone that you're not. It's just that we know what happens if you continue to focus on the sadness and the anger and the revenge and the low vibrations that um, is it really what you want to do. Right. It's it's not that the sh- there's anything wrong or bad with the shadow side. It's great, you know, but it's what can you ger- learn from the contrast and how can you then decide what you want from what you don't want and take it to the next level and start focusing on the feel-good place. Because we do know what the laws of the universe are teaching us, that there are consequences to what we hold and where we focus. So we're trying, I think in this learning, I know that I am to be more responsible to what I know. And by just being sloppy with my feelings, or being sloppy with my thinking, or deciding to talk incessantly about something that I know doesn't feel good, or is not what I want, is not being responsible to what I know, I already know too much to go back and do and talk and have the kind of conversations that I might have had at a time where I didn't know what I know. You know, I just I see so much um, that I do this to myself when I don't take that higher choice and, and stop and reassess and say, do I really want to have this conversation? Do I really want to go to that place? Do I really want to go and have that experience and, and be willing to take my momentum so serious that I'm willing to walk away. I'm willing to seem disassociated. I'm willing to, um, maybe even piss some people off, uh, because what they think and how they are reacting is really none of my business. What's most important is how I am molding and creating this energetic field and the care, the care to which I want to take with this energy to treat it as that divine, um, sourced material that it is. I want to have that reverence for it, that I don't want to say protection because that feels resistant, but you know what I mean? That, that deep, deep care for, I'm not going to go there. I am not going to, you know, dive into that. Um, do you know what I mean? It's, it's that, I want to say it's a level of self care. It is. And it's for your benefit, not for anybody else. Right. Which, and we're so used to doing everything that we think other people want us to do instead of what we feel. Yes. And being able to say, you know, I don't want to have that conversation can be difficult sometimes because someone really feels like, wow, then you don't empathize with me or you don't feel for me. Or, But when you know what we know, you know, you're not helping them by diving into the dumpster and rehashing once again uh, how love has gone wrong, you know? <laughs> Although I, it is fun to stay for a moment. Less than 17 seconds though, right? <laughs> less than 17 seconds. You can listen to country music for just 17 seconds. 16 and a half seconds. And then you need to move on. But it, it is exciting to understand the mechanics of this because 
nobody can control where you focus. That is the ultimate, ultimate freedom that we have. And that's the most fun about being creative in this physical universe. So we've actually come to the end of our hour. I hope that you've heard something this hour that will uh, be helpful for you in your everyday quest to let the path of who you want to be find you rather than you find it because life really is for the joy of it. So thank you, Sister Heather, for your insights and for your willingness to go deep on this fun and exciting material. Lots of love to you. And we all wish you a wonderful week. You've been listening to your feel good sisters here on everyday attraction on unity online radio. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on everyday attraction where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. In jest, there is truth. Shakespeare made the line famous. And at Holy Rascals, we've taken it to heart. Join us at HolyRascals.com, a spiritual education resource and community of spiritual boundary crossers who are on a truth-seeking journey that doesn't shy away from humor and frank conversations. HolyRascals.com offers cutting-edge webinars, short online videos, and podcasts. Our featured teachers are inclusive, radical, and often funny people who embrace the common heart of all religions. Find us on Facebook or check out our upcoming programs at www.holyrascals.com. In his new book, What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug?, Daryl Fuzaro emphasizes the positive effects of applying unity principles in everyday situations. Laura Harvey, editor of Daily Word magazine, exclaims Daryl Fuzaro shares his life lessons with inspiring creativity. This book is encouraging, funny, and heartwarming, a combination I highly recommend. As co-host of Unity Online Radio's Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, Daryl's old-school charm and no-nonsense approach to spirituality keep a global audience laughing and inspired. What if Godzilla just wanted a hug? Is loaded with Daryl's hilarious, award-winning illustrations and packs his wit and wisdom into easy-to-digest, bite-sized stories of how he transforms chaos into tranquility and succeeds in the entertainment business by doing the opposite of everyone else. What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug is a pocket Bible encouraging the talented and timid to trust their gut, act on their intuition, and step out boldly. 
Even if you just bought it for the chapter titles and Daryl Fuzaro's illustrations alone, you'd be getting more than your money's worth with this book. Author and film critic Sister Rose Pucati says, Spending time with Fuzaro's stories will leave you no choice but to smile and carry on. Oh, he forgot to mention he hangs out with a group of nuns, but then, if he had, it would have necessitated a change to some of his more colorful adjectives. Have fun ordering your copy of What If Godzilla Just Wanted a Hug today on Amazon.com. Music must serve a purpose. It must be part of something larger than itself, a part of humanity. If you're in harmony with this statement, you're going to want to tune in to Unity Online Radio's new show, The Traveler. Healing Journeys Through Music with Kathy DeWitt, Minister of Music at Unity of Gainesville, Florida, musician-in-residence at Shands Hospital, and international consultant for the Global Alliance for Arts and Health. You'll hear stories and songs about the healing power of music and meet folks who have been on both ends of it. Join us, join in, and share memories of your own meaningful musical moments, Fridays at 1 p.m. Central Time. We know that God is the source of our prosperity, but how do we manifest it in our lives? We simply change our limiting patterns around money, relationships, and health. Then, naturally, our vitality goes up, and so does our cash flow. We start to live with purpose, sharing our unique ability. Join us on Prosperity Power Hour every Monday at 1 p.m. Central Time to claim your divine inheritance. Prosperity for all, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I will leave this world as it is. The world is full of voices, advertising, television politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul, The Lotus and the Lily, and Your soul wants five things. As she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find my God. If I were brave, I'd walk the razors where fools and dreamers dare to and never lose faith. How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. 
Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla. Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream? The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and release your infinite potential, tune in to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. 